Kellen Moore is the new Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, and he might be the perfect play caller to fix the 2023 issues on offense. All that and more coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, Eagles analyst, also over at Bleacher Report. On today's edition of Lockdown Eagles, I'll get into why Kellen Moore might actually be the perfect offensive coordinator for Nick Sirianni, but also share my concerns for the Eagles' current coaching dynamic, and I'm going to discuss how the Chiefs making the Super Bowl yet again makes the Super Bowl 57 loss for the Eagles hurt that much more. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use our code in all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So the Eagles did hire Kellen Moore over the weekend to be the new offensive coordinator and the new play caller replacing Brian Johnson heading into the 2024 season. Moore has worked for six years under Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert in Dallas and Los Angeles, five years as the offensive coordinator and play caller for Mike McCarthy and Brandon Staley. And at first, when I heard the news of this hiring over the weekend, I did not love it. There were two guys that, when I heard the interview process, how it was going for the Eagles, I liked hearing about Gerard Johnson. Um, you know, I think there were some other moves that I didn't mind, like Jim Bob Cooter. But two names that I didn't love, I kept hearing were Kellen Moore and Cliff Kingsbury. I thought when specifically talking about more, Dallas and Los Angeles had kind of underachieved on offense the last two years with more calling plays. But the more that I did think about it, the more I listened and watched very knowledgeable people in this business that have a more understanding for scheme, talking to coaches and players, guys that actually played and coached the game as well, the more and more I started to just take in information, the better, the more I liked this move. And it might honestly be the perfect compliment to Nick Sirianni and what he has run with the Eagles offense since 2021. And again, because that offense, it's still going to have a lot of the core pieces that are founded on, you know, the, the fundamentals of RPO, shotgun run style, like zone blocking with, you know, Jeff Stoutland still being the run game coordinator and the offensive line coach. Like that's all going to be things that stay with the Eagles in 2024. And now you bring in Kellen Moore, who Nick Sirianni talked about wanting fresh ideas with this new coaching staff. And Kellen Moore brings in a lot of things that the Eagles struggled with over the last few years that Nick Sirianni needed to bring in a fresh voice to fix. When you look at something like pre-snap motion, right? The Eagles were dead last in 2023 in pre-snap motion. And I think that really hurt the Eagles offense because again, it was stagnant. Nick Sirianni said himself it was stale at the end of the year. Defense is kind of they knew what was coming. It was very simplistic and, you know, pre-snap, the defense could kind of get set and they didn't really have to do a lot of thinking or looking around the Eagles formation. There was no sort of trickery or there was just no way the scheme could really get guys open. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, like these guys kind of had to do it themselves for the most part. And I'm not saying pre-snap motion is the only way to scheme an offense open, but it's very important and it's a huge staple of what Kyle Shanahan does in San Francisco, Mike McDaniels in Miami, Sean McVay in Los Angeles. 
you know, Andy Reid in Kansas City, and Kellen Moore is somebody that does bring that to the table. The Chargers, so again, the Eagles were 32nd. They were dead last last year in using pre-snap motion. The Chargers under Kellen Moore, 8th. The Cowboys in 2022, they were 15th. So both times Kellen Moore has called an offense the last two years, they've been at least above half of the teams in the league in using motion. And last year, the Chargers were inside the top 10. So that's something that I think is huge because, again, Nick Sirianni's offense has never had that included. So that tells me Nick is looking for fresh ideas. He understands what the issues were last year, and he's trying to correct that. Another thing I saw that I really liked, Andrew DiCecco, who's an Eagles reporter, who I've had on the show before, and he said a source told him that Kellen Moore has an ability to scheme guys open at an elite level. And that's huge because, yes, you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Those guys are going to get open on their own. But last year when you saw the route trees that those guys were running, it was not very helpful. Like they, The, the coaches did not do those players any service. And I think a huge example of that, when that was a full-on display, was when A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith got banged up at the end of the year. Look at that game against the Giants. Jalen Hurts had to throw to Julio Jones and Olamide Zacchaeus, Quez Watkins. And that was how. that's when we saw how apparent it was the coaching staff does nothing to help the personnel scheming guys open. Well, we saw on Twitter this weekend that Kellen Moore has a reputation around the league. He can scheme guys open in an elite way. He's also a pass-heavy offensive coordinator, which I really like. He runs more under center looks, play action. Like Those are all things the Eagles really were lacking on offense in 2023. And Again, I trust Sirianni and Stoutland to keep the strengths of this offense. So you don't want to... You want to mesh things between Kellen Moore, Nick, Stoutland. Like, you don't want to throw everything out that you've done because even in 2023, through the first 12 games of the year, you were top 10 in most offensive categories. In 2022, you were a unit. You were the best offense in football. You almost beat the Chiefs dynasty in a shootout Super Bowl. So you don't want to just take everything you've done and throw it out the window. Like, that's not something that I think is a good idea. But we also saw last year... There were a lot of fundamental parts of this offense that were broken, and they needed a new style of play caller and coordinator. And I do kind of like Kellen Moore in that way. Like, would he have been my number one choice? No. But I kind of like the hiring the more I listen to guys that I think know more than me. And I think it took some honesty for me to say that because I did not like the Kellen Moore signing. I did not like hearing his name as a candidate earlier last week or Cliff Kingsbury. I'm definitely standing tall though on the Cliff Kingsbury thing. One thing I like about the Moore hiring is that it's not Cliff Kingsbury. So I like the move. I think it could be very beneficial to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni in 2024. So one thing I did get a lot of pushback though on Twitter regarding this weekend was I still said after the Kellen Moore hiring, I think the head coach needs to be the play caller. And I think when you watch the conference championship games on Sunday, it proved that. So I want to get into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, which is where you can win 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across both football and basketball from their specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, let's say with the big game coming up, you want to take Travis Kelsey and then LeBron. LeBron James with the Los Angeles Lakers at a 10.5 combo of receptions and three points made. You can do that with prize picks. Also, 
You want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' most favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. Also, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL today and use our code LOCKEDONNFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So I did say... Again, I, I like the Kellen Moore hiring. The more I thought about it, the more I heard intelligent football people say it's a good hiring, I was on board. But it was interesting. I got some pushback this weekend, especially during the games on Sunday, for saying even after they hired Moore and that I liked the hiring, I still think the head coach needs to be the play caller of your football team long term for you to have the best chance. The best chance. I'm not saying it's the only chance, but the best chance of sustaining success long term in the NFL. Like that's the way to do it is by having an elite play caller as a head coach and an elite quarterback because everything else in the NFL is so volatile. Everything is so inconsistent. It can change fast with salary caps, with how hard it is to draft consistently, you know, with the way players age. It's an ever evolving sport and things change so quickly that most dynasties in the NFL are a two to three man dynasty. Like the Patriots dynasty, that was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. The Chiefs, it's Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, right? That's the best way to sustain success. Look at the two teams that just made the Super Bowl. Look at the two teams that have been the most consistent in the league at deep playoff runs over the last decade. It's been, I should say, the last five years maybe, because then we'd put New England in this. Let's say the last five to seven years. It's been San Francisco, and it's been Kansas City. Why? Well, of course, one is Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback since Tom Brady, but another main reason is they're two elite play-calling head coaches and Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. So again, like yes, I do think Kellen Moore might be a good hire for the Eagles in 2024, just like Shane Steichen was for the Eagles. Again, the core problem is going to remain the same when it comes to Sirianni's era with Steichen, now with Moore, with Brian Johnson as well, that with success or with struggles, this spot is always going to be inconsistent because if you don't hit like you didn't with Brian Johnson, you're going to be looking for a new play caller for Jalen Hurts. If you nail it and Kellen Moore is a stud like Shane Steichen was, got news for you. An NFL team that's bad in 2024 is going to pick him for their head coach in 2025. The longest tenured offensive coordinator right now in the NFL was hired in 2022. The longest tenured coordinator in the league, listen to that again, was hired just one season ago. Teams instantly hire an offensive-minded coach, especially if they're a play caller, that has any sort of good to great success in this league. Because everybody, that's the exact reason. That's the exact, that makes my point 
that everybody wants their head coach to be an elite play caller because they know that's the way to sustain success. That's the way to keep your quarterback consistent when it comes to his scheme and the play caller in his ear. You want things consistent for that guy. And the only way to guarantee that that happens is that you have your head coach be the play caller. And so I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. Yes, you can keep hitting on these coordinator hires, but that's tough. Like, that's very hard. If Moore has success, Sirianni is going to have to hit again in 2025. And while he did hit with Steichen, and in that scenario, he would have been two for three with his coordinator selections, with Moore and Steichen and Brian Johnson being the flop, like, he's missed in the past. And look how detrimental it was to this offense this past year. So people pushed back and said that it's not the only way to do it, and they pointed to John Harbaugh and Dan Campbell, who were both in the conference championship weekend, and I totally agree. Like, it's not the only way. Nick Sirianni made a Super Bowl two years ago. Like, there are exceptions to the rule, but look at the two teams that beat those two coaches that are going to the Super Bowl again. It's Andy Reid and it's Kyle Shanahan. Look at how many head coaches go to and win the Super Bowl that are play callers compared to non-play callers, including this year, Play callers would have won seven of the last 10 Super Bowls in the last decade. 70% of those championships. Oh, and by the way, the other three were only won by one head coach, and it might be the greatest head coach of all time in Bill Belichick, who had the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. So, yes, I like the Kellen Moore hiring. I think it could be great for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni in 2024. I think his concepts of pre-snap motion and the way he can scheme receivers open and a pass-heavy approach from a former quarterback, can be great meshing with Nick Sirianni and Jeff Stoutland and the core fundamentals of this offense, which is what's worked over the last two years. But I will say, it's not going to help Jalen Hurts every single year if he needs a new play caller. And like, sure, you hope Jalen Hurts becomes so good and you hope Sirianni improves so much as a game planner that this coordinator decision won't always be a make-or-break thing. But we saw last year it kind of was... And I just think even if it's not a deal breaker, it's one of the more important advantages that these great teams over the years have had in the NFL. So, you know, again, in a vacuum, I like the Kellen Moore hiring, but the way that this coaching dynamic is set up, the relationships and the responsibilities, it's going to be more difficult for this team, I think, to sustain success than others. And I think the Eagles know that too, because when you look at Jeffrey Lurie's track record, of who he's wanted as a head coach, every single one of them was a play caller or was supposed to be. Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. As I've said on the show in the past few weeks, Nick Sirianni was supposed to be that next guy. Jeffrey Lurie hired him to be a offensive, young offensive mind play caller. I do not think Jeffrey Lurie would have hired Sirianni if he was not going to call plays a year, half a year into his tenure with this team. That's not the only thing that makes a head coach good or bad. I know that. That's not the only thing that Nick Sirianni does well or that he struggles in. And I don't want a head coach calling the plays if he's not good at it. But that's why I wanted a new head coach this year, honestly, because I don't think Sirianni is that guy to call plays anymore. And if you believe in Sirianni still, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, if you're Howie Roseman, I would want to explore the idea again of him calling plays because long-term, That's what we would prefer in our head coach. That's what we hired him to be. That's what our history has been. That's what has worked with this team and this league. So I think they did as 
good of a job as they could considering the dynamic that they have constructed within this organization. But I will continue to say that this might be an issue moving, or it's always going to be an obstacle that Sirianni and this brass at the top have to overcome. So again, I like the Kellen Moore hiring, but I do really want the Eagles head coach to be a play caller. And I think it could hurt this team or it's not an advantage they have like these other teams definitely do. All right, guys, coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, I thought of another thing watching those conference championship games, and this might not be fun. I'm going to open up some old wounds, open up a can of worms, but watching those conference title games made Super Bowl 57, that loss hurt even more, and I'll get into why coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life like a therapist. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week, watching the Kansas City Chiefs go to the Super Bowl Man, did the Eagles make a mistake firing Andy Reid in 2012? Like, sure, they won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson only five years later. They had some success with Chip Kelly. They've had success with Nick Sirianni. It's not like they've completely flopped their decisions since Big Red has left. But Andy Reid is the best play caller in NFL history. He's now going to his fourth straight or four Super Bowls in Kansas City. He's made a conference championship every year the last six years. He did that in Philadelphia two, four years in a row and made a Super Bowl. He has two rings. He's going on three. Did the Eagles let go potentially the greatest coach of all time a decade ago? I don't know. That's been something I've been thinking about, and I just it's the elephant in the room I had to get off my chest. Anyway, though, therapy could be different for everybody. Most of us have bigger problems than these things related to our favorite sports teams. And it's more important to get those things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm wrapping up this Monday edition of Lockdown Eagles, getting into... Something that I'm sure won't be fun to talk about, but I think it's something I thought about a lot of on Sunday. And watching the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, watching the 49ers come back and beat the Lions, I think it made that loss last year in the Super Bowl to Kansas City hurt all that much more. And one reason was watching Kansas City become the new New England Patriots because that is who they are. Last year, they still, you could say, weren't the new Patriots, right? Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, they still only had one ring. Like, yeah, they had made five conference championships in a row. They had made a Super Bowl, but they didn't have two Super Bowls, but they didn't have that second ring yet. And once you get two rings, that's when you can really start to talk about a team being a dynasty. Once you get to three, that's when a team is a dynasty. The Chiefs still have two, but they've been to six conference titles in a row. This is their fourth Super Bowl in the Mahomes-Kelsey-Reid era. And they're one win away from repeating as champions, and that hasn't happened since New England did it in 2003 and 2004. Mahomes has now been to four Super Bowls. Next year, they could be going on a third straight championship if they beat San Francisco. Like This is the new New England Patriots, where no matter what their team looks like, this year was the worst Chiefs team we've seen constructed in six to seven years from a talent perspective, especially on the offensive side of the football when it comes to skill position players, and yet they still made the championship. That's the Patriots, where every year you could pencil that team in 
as one of the teams in the final four, no matter what. And that is Kansas City. And it makes me think about that championship last year. The Eagles nearly won against this new dynasty. It makes me want that ring all that much more. Because then to get your two champion, your first two titles in a five-year span, you would have beaten the two greatest dynasties in over 30 years. Two, probably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time in Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And the way that you would have beat those two to win your rings in shootout fashion where Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts have two of the best games in Super Bowl history to beat Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And yes, we did get the one for this city. Like Nick Foles did get it done against Brady. But the fact that the Eagles could not get it done against Kansas City last year, I know, I'm sorry, this probably is not a fun conversation you want to hear, but I'm sure a lot of you were thinking it too. Like, damn it, if you could have just took advantage of that moment last year and got it done things would be feeling so much differently right now. And the other part of last night that made me think about the Super Bowl last year was hearing Dan Campbell talk at the press conference after Detroit blew a 24-7 lead over San Francisco in the NFC Championship. Like, they blew their opportunity, and Campbell started to talk about how hard it is to get back to that moment and how it that might have been their only shot. And it's true. Like, some cores only get that one shot. They get close year after year if they're able to be consistent with their quarterback and coach and, you know, their GM can construct a good roster. But we know, again, the turnaround of NFL teams and how hard it is to sustain success and how sometimes, you know, again, a core really has that one moment. Unless you're a dynasty that's making it every single year, the history of the NFL does show us, like, yeah, I mean, the Eagles, even in the early 2000s, they made four conference championships. But what was really their moment? Like, 2004 was the moment where you have you have T.O. finally, and you get to the big game. You finally overcome all those demons. And then after that, they were never the same. Look at what happened in 2005 and 2006, 2007. It took four years to get back, and that was at the end of the McNabb and Reed era. Or if you look at the Eagles, 2017, they took advantage of their moment but thank God they did because if not, like let's say Nick Foles doesn't get that ball to Zach Ertz on fourth down when they're down 33 to 32 and they lose that football game. Look at what happened in 2018, how hard it is to sustain that success. 2019, look at 2022 to 2023. Like, yes, the Eagles won 11 games this year, but they were not the same team as 2022. So I'm not saying the Eagles aren't going to get back there. They have as good of a chance as anybody with the way their core is set up, especially on the offensive side of the football. And as long as you have an elite quarterback, like you're always going to have a chance. And I still think Jalen Hurts is an elite guy, but it stung a little bit just watching those two games yesterday and thinking about that moment. And uh, I don't know, it made me a little more bothered today. And I was going to try to rewatch Super Bowl 57. I thought after a year I was healed and it was time to dive back in. But after watching those games, I don't know if I can do it again. I just, I don't know. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I'm heading down to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. So we'll have a lot of prospect coverage for you. And the Eagles have a lot of work to do this year in the draft. So make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on all platforms and on YouTube as well. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. That's going to do it, though, for this Monday edition of the show. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds.